guys. Welcome to the Dom and Nate Show. I'm Dom. I'm Nate. And we have a special guest today, uh, Jay Pratt. Please introduce yourself and let the people know a little bit about you. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Jay. And uh, basically, I am um, probably been involved in the fitness industry for like 20 years as a competitor, promoter, trainer. Uh, pretty much now what I'm doing, um, focusing more on is my personal training business. I have a training studio in downtown Detroit, but uh, as well as I do a lot of tanning around the country uh, with different people um, at the pro shows, the local shows and stuff like that. Um, it's to me, it's not even a job is, you know, I love doing it. Um, but we got to, you know, kind of, if we have to pinpoint anything, it's that the, the, the tanning for me is like an art. That's, that's the best way I can, I can put that. It's an art. So I don't see it as a job, even though some days at the 17 hour mark, I, I may be reconsidering that statement. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Nate gets tanned by you and he loves it. Yep. I know the only, the only time I didn't was that that was the one critique I got was my color. Well, I, you know what, I, guys like Nate and even the other guys that I, that I deal with around the country, whether it be pro bodybuilders or, or amateurs or, you know, even the girls or whatever, um, it's, it's a great compliment when people, you know, consistently, you know, ask for you if you're going to be in certain places, like literally, I just talked to Seth Shaw, um, he's a, a pro bodybuilder, and he's, you know, he just hit me up if I was going to be down in Tampa, you know, things like that. That stuff, you know, it makes me feel good. And I'm not in this to, you know, just about the money. I like for everybody to leave and say, you know, hey, you did a really good job. Or if something happened, I want them to know that, you know, why it happened. Because a lot of stuff that goes bad with tanning, I know a lot of people tend to do bad tans. But a lot of stuff is probably maybe half the time the competitor's fault. You know, and I don't think that they get that. And I really try to, I really try to guide them, so to speak, on may, what may or, you know, what may have went wrong with their tan and why. You know, Nate's been tanned by me enough to know. He knows that there's usually like a bar of soap in the shower or something like that because I I deal with emergency. I'll be ready for an emergency, you know, where other people won't. So I kind of, I can kind of catch what's going on, um, you know, and I, and I pride myself on that. You know, I don't, I don't care. There's always, even with the girls, there's always, you know, a female or two with me because I'll tell the girl, you need to rinse, rinse everything off. This is not going to hold. You're, you're going to, you're going to turn green. It's not going to last, you know, and sometimes, you know, they may be 20, 30 minutes from a hotel. So if they're, you know, not close enough, they don't have time to do all of that. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I remember when we were at North Americans and, and Nate was getting ready, you kept checking out his color constantly, but your attention to detail is is really remarkable. Well, the the reason for for that is, is for me, well, Nate, besides being a friend, he, he he's a client, uh, you know, as well. 
but when these guys are when you're got your carb loading you're doing certain things you know you as a coach dom you know that you, you give guys certain things you know sometimes it changes the ph in their skin and you know they may be okay you know one time and you know the, the next time if they do something just a little bit different you know they'll start to sweat a little bit more you know and all of a sudden you can just start seeing the green you know coming out and you know it, it happens yeah i didn't even, you know i didn't even think about that like with their skin yeah. ph and stuff like if yep. you're using like a diuretic or something it, it, the 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 diuretic. Uh, if you throw in something, if you throw in something different, like uh, for me, I, I can go back a couple years ago uh, when I did the Tampa Pro, and I was really used to eating sweet potatoes to carb load with, and that that was that's always been my thing for most of the time that I've competed. Well, that was the first time that I had ever did white rice like as much as I did my body did not my tan everything I, I was just a mess i mean i was a, i was a mess it, cha it changed everything <laughs> it really did so yeah it it you know it just it just depends on the person it depends on the person and if you're not checking up on that and that's why a lot of the pros um especially the bodybuilders that's why they like working with me because I'll literally go up to them backstage, you know, while we're backstage at the shows, I'll check on them. I'll make sure everything's right, you know, because your color will make or break you, you know, it, it can really, it can cost you a place or two. Um, Dallas McCarver, you know, rest in peace, you know, when he was at the Chicago pro, um, his tan, he, I'm not sure what he used before, but, he was sweating really, really bad, um, and his it was like he was he his color really wasn't doing him any favors, and he you know he came up to me he's like can you fix my tan and you know we did and he he looked great but uh, Marilyn had a she had just come out with a bar of soap I can't really uh, I don't remember the name of it but he used that soap he rinsed off came back and of course you know he had one of the you know one of my best tans like ever you know he he was nice and he was dark and you know the the people had told him they were like you need to be a lot darker well obviously he won the show and you know things worked out great for him but it's like it's just those little bit of you know attention to you know to detail yeah so um so let's move to like personal training because i know you you do a lot of that at the studio Where's the studio again, like crossroad-wise? Um, it's actually down uh, really – I'm about five minutes from Wayne State University. Oh, okay. Uh, right off, yeah, right off of I-75 and Clay uh, area at the uh, Russell Industrial, which is a very well-known uh, art building. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, they do the – you know, there's a lot of artists there as well as uh, they do like concerts and stuff like that. I, I've been, I've been to a few concerts there. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Very, very, I mean, it's, it's one of the, you know, you really have to be a part of the community to get to place. But for me, I'm like an architecture guy and you know, the, it's an Albert Kahn design and I, I love it. You know, I, I love being there. I love the community. I love the business people there. 
So, you know, for me, it works. Yeah, so you're you're looking forward to the gym's reopening. Yeah, um, I I really, truly am. Um, I'm glad that I wasn't in a position to where financially I had to really worry, you know, as much as a lot of the other guys. Um, But it's definitely – you know, it hits you in the in the in the wallet when you have your your own place, man. It it really it really sucks that you know you got to keep you know paying you know keep everything up and keeping things paid. I for one, um, I was just talking to uh, Brent who owns CrossFit Un- Unforgiven. He's a really good friend of mine, and I told him I was like, you know, you, you know, you keep the bills paid and you keep everything going, but it kind of sucks when nothing's coming in. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I feel, I feel for a lot of these um, business owners and these small gyms and stuff, studios and whatnot. Yeah. But we got some good news today. So hopefully you guys will be open soon. Yeah, I, I really, I'm kind of optimistic in the next week or two that everything will be, you know, up and running full speed again. Yeah. Are you going to be tanning uh, any shows soon? Um, I know some having shows. You know what? I this is what I was talking to Seth about a little bit ago. Basically, I'm waiting to see what the promoters can do and can't do. You know, because everything's so up in the air right now. You know, so I'm just waiting for a response. And what I'm starting to get is a lot of double booking. you know uh, the the Tampa Pro, the Tampa Pro, the, uh, the New York Pro is on the same day. Is just like, you know what? You know we don't really know which direction to go. You know where I'm going to be at. I I have no clue. <laughs> so it's just like, you know I want to. I guess when we get the first set of shows, I believe there's a show this weekend in Oklahoma, and I think once it happens that everything will kind of just go ahead and be like, okay we can, you know, kind of see how things are going to start being laid out. But, I mean, really until people literally get back on that stage, I mean, right. we have, you know, we, we don't know. It's just uh, Remy, I believe, a bring, uh, I, I think it's a toss-up now where the Michigan is going to be between Ohio and, and Toledo, which, I mean, it has to have him tearing his hair out, you know, that, you know, you don't know where you're going to be. So, like I said, for, for tanning, for, you know, even personal training people, you know, I don't – because I got two two people that want to get into the Michigan uh, if it's local. But I told them, so you may have to go to Ohio. So, it kind of changes things up for them. So, you know, it's different when you're 15 minutes away versus, you know, yeah. going an hour and a half. So, we'll see. Definitely can change your preparation, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it sure can. Yeah, because um, it's 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 unfortunate that stuff like this happened. We had so many competitors doing shows this year, and like just so many people were just like, you know what, I'm done. Like mentally checked out. You know, yeah. half, of them, half of them were only able to do body weight workouts at home, while the other half had minimal equipment. So it's definitely it's definitely sad to see, but. I feel like it kind of helped people grow a little bit too, just mentally and like what they can actually achieve still at home. Exactly. Like I feel like staying on course 
for a little bit during the quarantine, uh, probably did some people a lot of benefit, if anything. Like, yeah. not letting them just spiral completely down. Well, what what I told my clients, and I, I believe I've, I've actually seen you and Nate post about it a couple times, is, is that, you know, focus on what you can do, you know, which is that, you know, make sure your water's on point, make sure that your food is on point. And if you are, you know, not up against the, the eight ball, I mean, there's something that you can do, you know, exercise wise, like you're not going to lose your, you know, your physique, you're not going to shrivel up and shrivel away. It's like concentrate on what you can. It's just like, you know, don't kind of cower in a corner. Just And there's uh, three to four ladies that I'm training that'll probably be coming out in the next four to five weeks, they're ready to go. I mean, you know, I, I hope that I can get them in the gym for the last month. That would, you know, be great. But, you know, it, you you have to, to focus on the, like we always say, the nutrition is the biggest aspect of it. So you, you've had all the time in the world to sit at home and, you know, eat your meals and concentrate on your, your water and stuff like that. And I mean, it helps. It helps a lot. So I guess, it's, like you said, it just depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, like with nutrition, like I always told people, like, this is, like, you have like no distractions, no excuses right now. Like, there's nothing to distract you from cheating or, or exactly. doing any of that. Like, you're in your house, so you can cook and eat your food. You can cook and eat your food fresh every day at this point. <laughs> you can have to meal prep it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No cool, no coolers, no cold fish, no cold chicken. You know, just you know, it's. I I feel like you said is for me. I literally only had one person that um that had to say you know I can't, I can't go on, and that was from a financial aspect. You know, for her, you know, because they were starting to, you know, hurt a little bit, and which was understanding, and you know, I told her you know, maintain the best you can. And when you, when you can, you know, come on back. And, and it was kind of hard to get food, I guess, in the area that she was, she was in, um, cause she was a little farther out. And I think like the chicken and stuff like that, where she was at, she was saying that it was very hard to get like very decent protein. Yeah. That's crazy. No, yeah, it, the people that I had that ended up pulling out, more so there was a lot of mental stuff going like mentally things weren't like right there and i could tell like from their effort level that it wasn't there so like i'm you can't just force them to go do something i told them make a better decision be happy about what you're doing and then you'll feel a lot better once you once you decommit to something that you don't want to do you'll you'll feel like a weight is off your shoulder and now they all feel really good and they're all just, now they're getting back into things and we'll compete yeah. later in the year. It's fine. Like it's not a big deal. I, I told them all, I said, shows are always going to be here. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the best thing you can do is, a, is, is from a coaching standpoint is just tell people, hey, you know, the shows are going to be here. Let's not rush. Let's not put the pressure on you. If you're feeling that, you know, this is too much, then – I kind of leave it up to them, you know, and I, and I, and I do that a lot is, you know, do you feel like, if you feel like it's too much, just let me know <clears throat> because you never know what someone has going on with the job. Um, you don't know if, 
you know, them and their mate are kind of been locked up for too long and, <laughs> you know, on the, you know, the quarantine is just like, you know, maybe mentally it's just not meant to be at the time. And I, and I feel that uh, for these shows, if you were able to get the nutrition and get the, the water, like I said, and I think maybe some people got the best sleep that they've ever gotten. I, I've, I've noticed that, you know, a lot of my clients are telling me that they were literally getting the eight to nine hours a day. They were getting, you know, a lot of naps and stuff like that. And I see a lot of them, the normal cortisol problems that I have, they weren't there. So that was great to see. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. People are sleeping a lot more. Oh, yeah. 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 Muscle, the muscles look totally different there. The puffiness, it wasn't there. It was, they were relaxed, you know, versus you have those same people are drinking, pounding a lot of coffee, uh, you know, only sleeping, you know, five to six hours a day, you know, things like that. And it's just like, you know, I can really tell, you know, a difference. Yeah, because they're like constantly overstimulating. They're constantly running on fumes. Oh. Yep. And now they're just yep. like, nice relaxed refreshed every day they could sleep and stuff yeah and depending on what kind of job that they had um what depending on what kind of job they have they're on their feet 10 12 hours a day uh that could be you know part of the you know like i said a benefit too they you know they're resting you know yeah. you don't need as, you don't need you know as much you know stress in your life, you don't have as much stress in your life as I should say. Is that that you can kind of relax and just focus 100% on what you're doing? I told them, just like I know you're getting your Netflix and stuff in, but always make sure that you're doing something to you know to be moving closer towards your goal. Whatever it is that you can do, whatever's in your power, and that was one of the things that I pushed is like posing. Make sure you're posing. You know, don't, don't wait until the end, you know, it's like, don't, you know, try to do all of this cardio. It's like, make sure you, you're doing your posing, know where your body's at, you know? And it's, like I said, it worked out well. I think for a lot of my clients, they, they work from home, uh, which was kind of great because they weren't under all of that financial pressure. So that, I guess that was a good benefit for oh, me. Oh, so they already works from home. Yeah, they 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 work from home, but their schedules were so modified that you know, you know that you can do stuff when you're at home and you're working. You just it's not like when you're at work. So they, you know, a lot of them really benefited from that. Uh, I have two, three teachers. You know, of course, they're not teaching a class and they don't have the kids on them all day. They're not breaking up fights. They're not. You know, doing doing all the the craziness that goes with being a teacher, rather than sitting on your laptop and you're in a Zoom session and you know you're trying to make sure that they're getting you know everything that they need they need. And some of those teachers were they said that they were only doing maybe four hours a day. You know, plus you know their their meeting. I mean, that's a lot different than you know most of them loading up, driving to work, and having a ten hour day. Yeah, my day's a little different, unfortunately. With, oh. No, I'm just, because I have to go into work in order to use my shop for my kids, so. I got you. It's, it, it's been, 
very challenging. And then the the amount of work that the district has actually put on us as CTA oh, yeah. has been stupid. Yeah. Just, they're trying to get us ready for next year in the event of, and it's like, can't predict it. Why, why should we start the process now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like they have to come up with something because they feel like they have to try for the, for the kids. Um, I, I feel bad for any of these kids that graduated at this time and this point. Uh, the proms, the, you know, the graduations, all the things that went into your senior year, you know, my heart bleeds for these, for these guys. It's like, because they've missed, you know, so much. And I think that rather than it, not to say that this would come around again, I think it, it's taught us a lesson that if something like this does happen again, there needs to be something in place and we don't need to figure it out as it comes yeah. up. We, you know, we, we, we need, we obviously, as a society, we need to be better prepared uh, for things like this. Uh, and not to say that it'll be the whole country, just maybe, maybe it's Metro Detroit. You know, when I first moved here, I, I think that uh, they lost power here for like, you know, like a week, I, it, which was the weirdest thing. I'm like, how is the entire grid, like yep. everything was out. So, you know, those are the type of things, I mean, things can't happen. So I think that's what they're trying to do. And, and you know, like I said, I, I always applaud like the, the, the education and the law enforcement. I, there's, it's like they can never ever do enough, you know, in their sectors be prepared it's like because there's always going to be a learning curve something's going to be thrown at them so. yeah yeah definitely um i feel bad i feel bad for a lot of seniors like how much that means to some of them is is like how much how much prom means to a senior girl like yeah. and now she's not even going to have it or like their graduation parties um you know all those things mean a lot to these kids um, hopefully some of them will have some now because she raised the limit on outdoor um, 250 gatherings to 250. 250 yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it is sad because like what was it? Two two of my cousins just graduated high school and they couldn't even do anything. We yeah. drove by their house telling them congratulations. I got, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, yeah. what they did is they all got their diplomas at a set time and. I probably had four students text me and say, hey, can you come up here and take a picture with me? So obviously, fortunately, I don't live very far, but right. here, here I come. But yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, this country, man, I think that in the last three months, we've learned so much about ourselves, um, not only from a probably a physical aspect, but a mental aspect, which I believe is a very big part of you know, health and fitness. Um, I think that mental-wise that we've had to learn how to take better care of ourselves. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with, uh, with the things that's going on. Um, and I know everybody, you know, they talk about the gym, but you have to be prepared to deal with these things outside of, you know, if you can't get to the gym, if you can't do things like that. It's, it's very, very unfortunate, like, what's happened here these last few months. Yeah, I mean, we've learned so much since – it's only been six months. 
and the year and the years we're we're experiencing all the things we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say one thing though, these past six months, I, personally myself, I've probably learned more than I ever have. Yeah. I've learned so much about, you know, the way things happen. Um, you know, just even studying more for health reasons for during the pandemic. And then now looking more into like civil rights and things with everything going on. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's helped me develop a lot more as a person and just not change my outlook on things, but, but better it and just open my eyes a lot more, which, which I'm, I'm grateful for. But like, there's people that looked at these six months and didn't take the opportunity to learn. And, and that's, that's unfortunate that that happened, but you can't force it upon anybody to do that. They have to make their own decision and, and, and right. reach out to grab that kind of stuff. Yeah. With the, with, the oppor- with the opportunities that, you know, of time that was there, just for myself, being the kind of militant person that I am, you know, I made, I read a couple books. I got a couple more certifications. I mean, that's just who I am, but you also have to look at, you know, where you're at in society, you know, with, of course, the latest thing that things that's come up with civil rights, you have to see where you are and, you know, and in, in where you're, where you are in life as far as a person. I think in, in your heart and in your head, it's like, you know, what am I doing to be more productive in society. I guess that's the, the best way to say it. What, you know, not, you know, cause I don't want to say, oh, it's just a civil rights thing. I, it's just this. I think that with this, in the last week that we've all had to learn that how can I be a more productive member of society? How can I, how can I open my eyes and not only to be a little bit better for not only for my race, but for the human race as well is like how how can we how can we move forward together you know this there's there's certain things that i you know i don't i don't understand and i don't get you know uh, you know when uh john a uh croc came on and said the things that you know that you know she said about the uh you know the transgender community and stuff like that you know I, I try to look at everything and everyone's sense of situation and be empathetic, you know, to what's, what's going on with them. You know, it's just like, and until we do that, you don't have to understand it, but you have to understand that people should have certain, certain, certain rights. If that, you know, yeah. that, that means I think, anything. I, I think you, you put that in a really good way. I think, I think you have to be able to understand the topic before you can even talk about the topic because people jump into conclusions without being fully informed. They're only informed to the degree that they're willing to look at. They're not, they don't get the whole picture and then say something. They get the piece of the picture they want to look at and then say something. They need to look at the entire thing, which I think is why I can't believe that there's even an issue with what is going on right now. Like, well, when you have people grow, they're in their own little sectors and they have tunnel vision. And unless you're, unless you interact like with people every day, a wide variety of people every day, you're going to have blinders on. Yeah. And there's some people, 
there are some people just like that. I have a guy, I, I, you know, I won't say his name, but, you know, seven years ago, I believe, yeah, it was seven years ago, he, like, inboxed me on, um, on Facebook, and he, he made mention to something that happened between me and him in high school. And it was, there was, uh, I had moved to an area that the school was pretty much all white. And he was one of these individuals that he kind of, like, for the first week or two, he kind of made me feel a certain way, said some things. Anyway, um, he inboxed me, and, and this guy apologized. I hadn't spoken to him for, or anybody for years. And he apologized. Like, I don't know. He, and he, he came at me in such a way, it was a, a very heartwarming thing. He explained to me, he goes, the way that I grew up, I thought these kind of things were okay, and they're not okay. You know, he, he apologized. He says, I am raising my son totally different. He goes, I am so glad that I saw your picture come up on Facebook. He's like, I have been wanting to apologize to you for 15 years. Yeah. And it was the most amazing thing to me. I haven't even, I haven't spoken to him since, but he had it on his heart to apologize. And he let me know this is because of the way that I was brought up. This is not who I am now. I am raising my son to see things totally different. And that's all you can do, man, is try to correct, you know, some of the things. I'm not saying that everybody has to, you know, do this and overstep. And, you know, like some of the people that were asking me, I'm like, you don't have to do all of this magical stuff. It's just like, just speak up and say it's wrong. Just say things are wrong. And that would be the same if something happened in the gay community. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Say something. Don't just sit there and watch. If something happened with, 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 you know, God forbid, Nate's daughter or any, I would say it was wrong. I'm going to. That's the way that life should work and the way that we as a society should work is that when we see things are not right, we should step up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would rather film stuff <laughs> than actually say something. No, you're, you're completely right about that. Um, I think somebody had posted something um, just about like self-educating like older people that you know grew up a different way and like us as younger individuals like I'm only 25 and I could see the way like you know maybe someone older grew up like it's my duty to educate them yeah. because I understand better and and if I don't speak up and try to change it look at the end of the day i might change their mind i might not but i have to try to change their mind right and that, that's the way i looked at it this whole this you know with all this stuff going on um that like i have to attempt to make the change that i want to see if i failed i failed if i succeeded i succeeded but i can say i tried exactly yeah exactly and, I, and that's that's all that comes down to because you can't sit back and you can't con condemn a race of people for a few things that happen, just like you can't condemn police officers for a few bad apples. It's like, you're going to get that in everything you do. You're going to get, you know, just a few bad apples here or there. And the police officers that I know, which is a whole lot, <laughs> they're outstanding individuals. 
they they really are and i mean they they live to protect their community they live to do the right thing so you know i'm not i can't sit back and say hey you know all you know police officers are this and all all white people are that and this and that it's just it doesn't work that way but like you said it's like the people that you do see doing something wrong you should step up and i think that this is a turn that we've made is people like you and a lot of the other younger younger people they live by a different creed the various races and they're speaking up and they're saying something so this is why we have what we have and we have so many voices is because they're vocal about it they're saying something the older people that have been set in their ways and may not have changed then they're saying they're they're saying the wrong thing some of them so you you know you kind of got to be willing to balance everything out and just do your part and do what you can i don't feel like i'm going to be held accountable for everyone but the people that i can reach i'm going to try to help the people that i cannot reach i'm just going to keep it moving i'm not going to sit back and argue with you all day on your belief system and what you feel like you need to do that's your journey you go ahead and you walk that so yeah that's the way i look at it no, that's a, that's a really good point. Like one thing I talked to, to people about like around me was like, of course I would support all this and with them and, and, you know, Black Lives Matter movements and protests and things like that. Because a while, like, what was it? Maybe three years ago, there was a big movement for, um, for Chaldeans in Iraq that were getting murdered, you know, our African-American community here. And, all different race communities came and supported us when we had our protests and we had our, um, you know, so it's, it's that vision of one race is, is out there and it just needs to come out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That's That is exactly right. And the more that we see that and the more that we move towards that, and it's, it's great. And I tell people, you, you could be proud of your race, but we all need to be able to, able to function as one as well it's just like because i can sit down with nate and i don't know how much sushi we've buried (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, you know sit down the same way that i could sit down with one of my cousins or someone else it's just like and there's no difference for me i'm not i'm not uncomfortable i you know i feel great it's like if people treat you right then we're, we're, we're human beings. We should be able to interact and conduct ourselves, you know, accordingly. Yeah. How much sushi you eat, Nate? Well, once again. Well, Nate, <laughs> Nate pushes, <laughs> I think it's a competition. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of roles. They, I think they're happy to see, see the, uh, see the bill at the end. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you know you've been. You, I think we've all been firsthand on the amount of food I can consume. <laughs> the uh, I for, what was that place we went to when we were uh, we were in Grand Rapids? Yeah, we were in Grand. That was yeah. a Japanese steakhouse. Yeah, we went to that Japanese steakhouse. I I don't know how many rolls. I think that was the the longest two hour ride home like ever. I, <laughs> yeah, I, 
Oh my God, I was comatose, and I blamed Nate the entire way. Up. <laughs> it was so much food at that table; it was ridiculous. We went to in North when we were in Pittsburgh for North Americans. We went to some ja- uh, no Brazilian steakhouse, and this guy, like you know, they tell you like green for more food, red for no food. His thing was on green. We were there for an hour and a half. The guy didn't stop eating, and then we left. He ate a milkshake at some ice cream shop. Then we walking down the street of Pittsburgh. He goes, oh, I want a pizza. Stops and buys a large pizza. It sends me a picture. He ate the whole thing in his hotel room. Are you serious? Oh, my God. You, uh, Texas, Brazil. That's the, the, the steakhouse yeah. there. I believe, didn't, didn't we eat there as well? Uh, I, don't remember, I don't think we did it. I'm trying to remember. It was a red logo. It was right out the main road. I... Yeah. Ogo de Chow is red logo. Might have been. Yeah. 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 That and place was awesome. It was, it was a sight to see. My stomach hurt watching him. It's all good. I like food. Hey, if we if we get back up there for uh, North Americans and Masters, uh, I have to get you guys to uh, hang out. Uh, there's a place called Insomnia Cookie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So <laughs> you have to pre-make those. They come to you hot. Right. Oh, man. I'm open. That sounds so good. Hey, Dominic, you you have to order these cookies like a pizza. You can't just walk in and get the cookies. You have to order them. They make them fresh, and they will deliver them to your hotel room. And they're they're piping they're piping hot. They're they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. So, I'll be I'll be in Pittsburgh uh, for North Americans. I got I have five people doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'll see you, and I'll make sure that you get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so good. Yeah, it's it's great, man. It is the greatest place. That cookie place, and there's a, a deli that has the best sandwiches, like, in the world. Man, it's, just, it's amazing. Have you eaten at that original Permonti's Brothers over there? That is exactly the place that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. We went. Yep. I, I didn't yeah. eat, but I, I know we went and for North Americans. I just sat yeah. and watched everybody. We didn't eat. I didn't compete yet. Oh. <laughs> I, it wasn't, wasn't on the plan. There's oh. actually two of them. Um, the one that's actually in the industrial part is a lot better. There's okay. a there's there's two. There's one off the main drag uh, where all the hotels are, and then the other one inside the industrial area. That one is amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm hoping to make it out there. I mean, I'm sure I can get on a plane and do all that in, in September. Yeah. 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 You just have to take it as it comes, man. I, I think these shows are going to be so squeezed together. And I know once once everything does start, um, it's probably going to be hectic for coaches and tanners as well as, I'm, of course, the promoters. So, you know, I, I don't – you know, I've promoted for 10 years. I don't – I wouldn't want to be in their shoes right now. Yeah. I, I, I think those guys uh, – my hats go off to, you know, like Remy, John Simmons, uh, Linda, the Wings of Strength, and um, all of those guys promoting stuff because I cannot imagine the level of stress they're under right now trying to make sure that these things go off 
and then not even knowing if you're going to be able to get reimbursement from it because you don't know if you can even have, you know, an audience, you know, which is, you know, how you kind of get some, you know, a majority of your funds back. So I, you know, I just wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Yeah. Um, so let people know like where they can find you, how they can get a hold of you. Um, you know, you're, I'll put your website in the YouTube video as well. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, go get to me at, uh, one fit joker at Gmail. Um, you can also, uh, one fit joker.com. O N E F I T J O K E R.com. You can reach me there. We also do hair and makeup as well. Um, I have, uh, three makeup artists as well as three girls that do hair as well. Um, they usually stay local. I don't take them on the road with me because usually there's other girls on the road that I know that I can kind of, you know, use or move in for that. Um, as well as One Fit Joker Tanning on Facebook as well. Okay. And then the studio is right in downtown Detroit. Yep. It's uh, Alter Ego Fitness. And it's at 1600 Clay Street. Um, you have, just give me a call or uh, email me for an appointment. We also do everyday fans there. So, you know, if you're getting ready for a photo shoot, stuff like that, um, there's one of the girls, Christy, Don, or any of those ladies will be more than happy to come in there and take care of you to get your, your tanning done. Because um, I usually, I don't do the everyday tans. Uh, during the week because I'm usually swam with clients from like the time that I open to the time I close. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and joining us, man. Man, it was my pleasure. I, you know, I, I really enjoy what you guys do. You know, the feedback that you give on social media um, and, and guiding people. I mean, you guys are doing an amazing, amazing job. You and uh, Nate both, I, I commend commend you both um because i like unlike other people i like to see the guys coming up behind me i admire when they are they they have knowledge and they're doing the right thing rather than people just jumping out and saying i'm a coach and i'm taking on clients it's <laughs> it's kind of great to see guys that are doing the leg work and i know that you know i'm not going to be here a long you know pretty much longer, you know, a few more years, whatever, but it's great to see that guys are coming up and they're doing the right thing, man, and they're, they're, they're getting knowledge. You know, that's, that to me is the biggest part, and that's what's going to make this industry go a lot further than where it needs. Somebody has to have knowledge. Everybody can't compete in one show and say I'm a coach. So <laughs> I like to see guys like you guys coming along and doing the right thing. I appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. All right, brother. Well, you stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Okay, man. Take care of yourself. Take care, man. See ya. All right.